It's time for the Tri-County Equipment Get Stuck on Sports Podcast. Here are your hosts, Dennis Stuckey and Brady Beaton. All right, welcome aboard. New week, new stuff to talk about. Mm -hmm. Can you believe it? We'll be into week six. Remember when this used to be the big deal week because teams could finally qualify for the playoffs with their sixth win? Right. And any of our 6-0 and teams... Could, could get it. And, now, in and, and now that doesn't matter anymore. Well, I mean, now you can be Flint Powers and go zero and nine and host a home game. I mean, for the most <laughs> part, unless you're playing, unless you're in the Mac Bronze, if you get to six wins, you're in. Yeah, I, I mean, for all our teams, I, I have softened a lot on the playoff format. I don't think it's made a ton of difference. Um, I but, don't either. I, I thought from our area last year. The teams that got in deserve to get and in. And honestly, I think it has helped our area teams yeah. a little bit. Um, but, yeah, six wins. Like, I think Centerline didn't make it last year with six wins, but you're playing the Mac Bronze. Exactly. Kind of makes sense. Um, and, anyway, we'll have the playoff tier list. I've put it five categories together from Ford Field favorite to you're, you're on the bubble to make the playoffs. And... We'll go through all that. Dennis will tell me if that team should be higher or lower. Now, that's different from the top 10 because this depends a lot on who's in your division and who's good in your division, yeah. where they are in the state of Michigan. Because if the best team in and your division – And how soon could you come up right, against them? The best team in, the state, in, your state of, in your division in the state is in Grand Rapids. That's a lot better than it being in Detroit because you'd have a less chance of playing them. Uh, we'll have the top ten, and you got to see North Branch for the first time. Yeah, I, I did uh, against Algonac, so we'll get into all of that, but let's grab a quick break first, and then, then we'll get it rolling. Every piece of land has a story written by those who work it, like the Nelsons, who cruise around their ranch on a John Deere Gator XUV835R. With 3,000 acres, there's plenty of work to do. It's all about efficiency. That's how they've kept their ranch going for five generations. We wouldn't be in ranching without the Gator. Run with us on a Gator XUV835R and start telling your story. Contact one of Tri-County Equipment's locations in Auburn Hills, Badax, Birch Run, Burton, Carrow, Fenton, Lapeer, Marlette, Reese, Saginaw, or Sandusky, or visit Tri-County Equipment online at tricountyequipment.com. Brady Beaton here again to tell you about TP Logos. TP Logos has everything you could want when it comes to local high school apparel. Head to their store at 901 Michigan Avenue in Marysville and check out their brand new extended showroom. Their already impressive selection has now doubled. I guarantee if you go into TP Logos, you will find something you love for your local team. If they don't have what you like, they'll custom make something just for you. That's TP Logos at 901 Michigan Avenue in Marysville. Marysville. Francic Water Conditioning, your authorized independent Connecticut dealer, wants you to get the ball rolling to better living through better water. It's good to know you have someone in your corner with a full line of whole house and at-the-sink filtering systems. Call 800-848-5150 to schedule your free in-home water analysis and plumbing audit. The best quality water is within reach with Francic Water Conditioning and Connecticut. Call us at 800 848 5150. Clean by Bachelor has been faithfully serving the Blue Water area for over 25 years. Whether you are commercial or residential, if you need carpet cleaning, stain removal, upholstered furniture, drapery, or air duct cleaning, call Clean by Bachelor at 810-982-7044 and talk to Mike about their aerated foam process that allows carpet and furniture to dry quickly. From pet stains to odor removal to water damage cleaning and restoration, there's only one call you need to make. Clean by Bachelor, 810-982-7044. 44 Duraclean by Bachelor. Finding that missing shin guard, remembering whether it's a home or away game, getting the right kid to the right playing field on the right day. Why are simple things sometimes so complicated? Thankfully, with auto owners, insurance doesn't have to be one of them. We work with independent agents who keep insurance simple so you can worry about more important things, like not being that fan. Oh, come on, ref. That's simple human sense. For all your real estate and insurance needs, please go to our website at SheridanAgency.com. Dine out with the feel of being at home when you visit the Hogtown Tavern in Melvin. Open Tuesday through Sunday at 8 a.m. and serving breakfast, lunch, and dinner. The Hogtown Tavern in Melvin has daily specials like Taco Tuesday, Polish Wednesday, Italian Thursday, Prime Rib Friday, Barbecue Rib Saturday, and Home Style Sunday. Come and try Chef Susie's world-famous soups and sauces, too. The Hogtown Tavern in Melvin. We're all friends here.
If you're not listening to GetStuckOnSports.com, that's a personal foul. Your kids, your schools, your sports. All right. Let's get to it. Where do you want to begin here, well, uh, Brady? Let's start with the game you saw on Saturday. You got to see North Branch for the first time. I, I did. Um, and, I, and I knew, you know, I knew going in they were good. Uh, you've seen them. Joe had seen them. You both said they're good. Mm-hmm. And, and again, I know they're playing Algonac, who's struggling, but uh, and, and they don't want, you know, any attaboys, but I still like the scrappiness in Algonac and, they, the, and uh, the fact that they're trying. Well, if this like they don't just mail in, it in in the Mac bronze, I think I don't know if they win the Mac bronze, but I think they compete for the Mac bronze. I certainly think that they're a, that the top got two or three a, that team that at minimum. A, at least a three and two team five weeks into the season. Yes. they're in the bronze. Yes, I think, and and even in the silver, I think they'd compete with some of the bottom tier. Certainly, South Lake, um, they would compete with some of those teams. So it's but, just the BWAC. The floor of the BWAC is so high that unless you're a playoff team or trying to be a playoff team, because if you think about it right now, what's the sixth place team in the BWAC doing? Trying to make the playoffs. So if you're not at a playoff level, you're probably losing a lot of games. Yeah, and and the the thing is here like it was close in the first half, but I mean North Branch I felt had things under control, but Algonac was moving the ball a little bit. They just when they get to the 20, they can't finish a drive and that's the difference between them and the big time teams in that league. Uh, who punch in those those chances? Like North Branch might have been in trouble against an Almont or a Crosslex or an Armada or a Richmond in a situation like that. Uh, to whereas against Algonac, they got away with it, and then once the second half started, they decided, you know what, it's time right. for us to to flex our muscles, and they scored twenty eight points in the third quarter before you could blink. And it was ball game. Boy, they've got some team speed. The Gorman kids are lightning quick. I mean, I didn't realize just how fast they were. You know what Kevin Gorman ended up with against Algonac? Well, he was over 200 yards. 255 and five touchdowns. Yeah. That's pretty darn good. Yeah, and, and Michael Gorman had a like a 57-yard run for a score. The first 40, time he touched 47 the forty-seven and a touchdown was from uh, Mike Gorman, and and then uh, he had one called back, where he went like eighty yards, and they brought it back because of a chop block. Um, so maybe he doesn't get away if there's not a chop block, <laughs> but when he got away, nobody was going was catching him. So I guess just I know against Algonac, it's a team trying to find its footing. But what were your thoughts on North Branch? Because when I saw them, I came away thinking. This is a good football team that can compete with most good football teams and would have to face a really, really good team to get embarrassed. Yeah, no, they're solid. I don't think anybody's going to embarrass them. Um, but they do have uh, three tough games coming up. Uh, that's, at, the, that's the theme for like Richmond, four different teams yeah, we're talking about right at now. At Richmond, Armada is a home game, and then they go to Croslex before they have to play at Holly. To, I think Holly's actually doing all right out this the season. I can double check that, but but that that's their, their last four games all seem to be very tough games, and three of them are on the uh, the road. Oh, Holly's two and three. Never mind. Um, that's yeah, still you know I I don't know what league they play in, and they play with like Fenton and Flushing and Flint Kersley beat Ferndale. Um, wow. Yeah. All right. So <laughs> the, the, then at least the Ferndale coaches will tell me Holly's got a good team, right? <laughs> <laughs> Um, but big test this week at at Richmond, and and I'm th- this game fascinates me because I don't know. They strike me a, as being at an even level, but they're a little bit different. Like the way they go about it, I think defensively, I kind of like the way North Branch plays defense. I give them a slight edge over Richmond's defense. But let me let me just ask you why though, because. 29 points against Cross-Lex was their worst performance. Their next worst was against Yale, and I don't know this to be fact, but that was – I kind of felt like they were in K-1 
get to the end of the game mode at that point. Well, I, I like thought Yale a made a little run at them. I thought yeah, Yale scored, got it to like 28-21. You no, know, it was 42-21. Yeah, it was 28-21, but that was after Yale got an onside kick to keep Richmond's offense off the field and then scored again. But 21 against Yale's uh, offense, but the rest of it, St. Clair 6 and Algonac and Emily City combined for three. I think no, I mean North, is... North Branch held Yale to six, and they got shut out by Croslex. So right, I, I mean, mean I there's just, a lot of ways we can spin uh, it. My and, point and being, look at it. if you want to give North Branch the edge defensively, I'm not going to be mad. I just don't think it's if it is, it's by a hair. Like I think Richmond's defense is pretty good, and especially what Croslex has done to everybody else this year, maybe. But just by the numbers, their worst game defensively might be the one that stands out the most. Yeah, I just I, I don't know. I just it's just from what I saw. I watched the two teams play. I I think they're very similar. Richmond has a little more pass to their game. I really don't know what North Branch's pass defense is like. Algonac did not have much success trying to throw the ball, and they didn't throw well, a ton. They at least stopped Yale from passing. And that was the one team they've played that's can throw it around a bit, and they held them to six points. Yeah. So I mean, and and North Branch was a minute away from pulling off a huge win over Elmont. Not to get too much into what we're going to do on Thursday when we preview all these games, but what other matchups intrigue you? And you can't say Elmont Croslex because that's the easiest layup. But that's another there. one that I mean, intrigues me. Can Can I just offer how Northern's going to bounce back at Frazier? Because I feel like this is a game Northern should win by a lot, and I think it'll tell us how, how the uh, the maturity in that locker room, I guess, after you just got embarrassed with against your rival in the biggest game of the year, you're going to Frazier. If they think they're just going to roll the ball out and win, they might have a little bit of trouble. But if they come with a vengeance, I think Frazier might be in for a long night. Yeah, I mean, I think Northern will go on the road and they'll win this game, and they'll do it in Northern fashion. They'll they'll win, you know, twenty four to to seven or twenty four to ten, twenty six to twelve, something like that. That's what they do. Their their defense, Frazier's not going to get a lot against that defense. the The question is, can Northern possess the ball, not turn it over, not put their own defense in a tough spot, and I think against Frazier, that'll be a little bit easier to do. Uh, Frazier got dumped on last week. Uh, Mott's a good team, but 55 points. Yeah. Uh, I, I think Northern will be all right on the road. The bigger question is two weeks when they have to host Mott. Well, and that's another what reason Northern why team will we see? this is a trap game. It's after the Crosstown showdown. It's before a game against Mott where you can – Kind of proved to not just the outsiders, but to yourselves that you're a good football team and you can beat a solid team. I just want to see how they do with a younger-ish roster and how they go into that game focused. The other game we have to at least mention right now before we go really in-depth on Thursday, Mooney Everest is a huge game. Uh, oh, absolutely. Um, and again, if Everest wins... It's a cakewalk to the finish line for them. Yes. This is, it's kind of like with PH and Northern last week. Since PH won, hey, I'm giving them the crown right now. Sorry, Coach Perkins. You might not want to hear me say that. But PH is Mac Blue champions. Unless they completely trip over themselves, they're Mac Blue champions. Everest wins this one. They ain't losing to like Cabrini or whatever. Yeah, no, they're bad they're, teams they have I, left. They've got to play Shrine and uh, I think I think Cabrini. it's either Shrine and Lakes or Shrine either way. And two teams are going to beat by a yeah. combined hundred points. Um, so, if Mooney wins, then they still have one more hurdle. But it, I just but it's don't at know, home, right? But I don't know what to make of Everest. I know they're good, but are they competing for a state title? Good or are they just? Solid good. Well, this week, my only concern is intersectional too good. Who's going to win this league? Mooney's the defending champ. And I think in all of this, that gets lost sometimes. That Mooney won this game in the regular season last year. They went to the prep bowl. Mm -hmm. They've got to come in with the mindset that 
it's not their job to upstart Everest. It's Everest's job to upstart them. That they've got to go in thinking they're the favorite, and that that will help them. Like don't don't lose this game in your mind before you even start playing it. Win the game in your mind. Envision yourself going there and playing like champions, right? Um, and and take it. Um, and I think they can do that. I I think that. I honestly believe that Mooney, Everest, and Liggett, you can throw a blanket over them, and that I wouldn't be shocked that it that when the smoke clears, it's a three-way tie. Well, at this point, it would have to be Mooney beating Everest and Liggett beating Mooney. Is and that- I think that can happen. I, I also think that Mooney can win both of these games. I also think it's possible that they could lose both of these games. But at the beginning of the season, I said, they got the first two, they're probably going to start 0-2. And they actually played better in those games than I thought they might. Mm-hmm. Like, they had a chance to win both of those games. And then I looked at their schedule, and at that time, we didn't know that Liggett was going to be uh We thought they good. had one more test if they didn't make the yeah, and, and we're like, they're gonna, they'll, they'll go 6-3 and three at worst. Mm-hmm. And I'm still in that boat that at worst, they're a 6-3 and three team, and they could be anywhere from 6-3 and three to 8-1. and one. Right. So... Going to Everest, I mean, pressure's a privilege, and this is why you played Harbor Beach and you played Saginaw Lutheran Seminary so you can have an opportunity to play this game and be prepared for it because last year Parkway Christian didn't get you prepared for it. This year you've played a tough game at home. You've played a tough game on the road a long way from Marine City. So this is this is a big one for Cardinal Mooney, but any other matchups that I had one other, okay, and I, and I think you're kind of looking past this because what Marysville did to Lamphere, but Lamphere Marine City is still a big game this week. Yeah, I've already I told you on uh on Saturday show that I have Marine City at eight and one. Like they they proved everything they needed to prove to me for the regular season that I think Lamphere is just all right, and that Marine City especially especially if they get a little healthier at home, they're going to take care of business against Lamphere. I'm almost to the point where kind of you get with, well, we would do it with Marine City in years past, or like when the Red Wings were in their heyday, hey, call me when the playoffs start. That's kind of where I am with Marine City. Their their last big test, they passed, and by no fault of their own, Duran's bad this year, so that's not going to be a test for them, and I fully expect them to run the rest of the table pretty pretty handily. But you know what? That that can't be their mentality, but that sure as hell is mine. Okay. Is well, that... I'm I'm still I'm gonna give Lampfear a little a little bit of, of And maybe it's my Lampfear disrespect crowd credit. Back I mean I, I think Marine City is going to win the game, but I but I think that that's a game that could get tricky. I think they're I think that offense is going to be ready to go after turning it over six times. I well, think those are that's something that makes me nervous is the turnovers. Like it's, and Lamphere's defense is not bad. No, it's not. But they've had one bad game this year. Yeah, the Marys one game. bad half. Right, that was seven seven at halftime. Right. Yes, it was seven seven at halftime. But I just I don't see Marine City stumbling. Maybe Lamphere gets an early score. Maybe it takes them a little bit to settle in, but. Man, I don't. I just don't see. I don't see that because um, that was the lowest scoring output for Marine City in a regular season game since like what 2015. So it's been uh, or 2016. It's been a long, long time since uh, Marine City's been held to that few of points. So I'm a uh, I'm a believer. Marine City's offense is going to get back on the right track, and especially if they get the guys back that they need to. But we'll talk about that more in depth Thursday. Anything else that you want to just the, the week at large? I, I mean, league title races, I feel like, are either wrapped up or we're waiting a little bit for. Like the BWAC, yeah, the winner of Almont Cross Lex is in the driver's seat, but I don't think we can crown the winner of this by any means. And uh, I guess Brown City Mayville is going to be for the league title, especially if Brown City wins. And Brown City's been a lot more tested. Yeah, I, I've already handed out the championships in every league except the BWAC and uh, in the Catholic League intersectional too. 
Those those are still up for grabs. And I and I guess I'm holding. If Marine City beats Lamphere this week, then give them give them officially give them the crown. Oh, I've already given that one out too. So, um, but yeah, you even um have given it out for a team or a league that has two undefeateds in it. Well, be, because uh, you know, in, in the case of like the Brown City Mayville thing, let let's be realistic about this. This is who's Brown City. Brown City has beaten Kingston, Deckerville, and on the road on the road at Deckerville and on the road at Atherton for three of their five wins and the the two cupcake games they won 134 to 6. Uh and uh for the uh, other side here Mayville, Mayville's wins are Caseville, Atherton by 2 points, Oakland Christian by 4, Dryden who just got their football team back. Uh, and two point win over K Pack. Right. They haven't played Deckerville, Kingston, or Brown City yet. Brown City is going to beat Mayville. I will all but guarantee a second mortgage on my house on that. You are feeling very confident about yes. that. But anyway, um, all right, let's let's take a break. I will do my playoff tier list when we come back. And Dennis, you're gonna be in charge of telling me did I get a team wrong? Did I need to move it up, move it down? Um, or what I need to do. All right. I got a feeling that you're, you're – because this is the early one. Yeah. So this is the tougher one. Yeah. Some of these, I, I'll even admit, their big test to see if they move up or down hasn't come yet. Yeah. Because for some of these games, there are teams – or there are games for these teams that still have yet to be played that will help decide it. All right. We'll do that next. Since 1894, Ameriprise Financial has worked for their clients' futures, helping millions of Americans retire on their terms. Work with Ameriprise Financial Advisor Dave Betts, and together you'll develop a customized plan for your retirement. Discover the one-to-one relationship you deserve. Call Dave Betts today at 810-987-5370. Office is located at 527 Huron Avenue, Port Huron, Michigan. Investment advisory products and services are made available through Ameriprise Financial Services, Inc., a registered investment advisor. Mattress King has been locally owned and operated for over 40 years. With locations in Port Huron, Richmond, Lapeer, Chesterfield, and Hall Road, they are the best one-stop shop for your sleeping and mattress needs. Mattress King carries all the top brands such as Serta, Stearns & Foster, Sealy, iComfort, and Tempur-Pedic. Not only do they have the best prices and best service in the area backed by hundreds of five-star reviews, they also offer interest-free financing and no-credit check programs for those with less than stellar credit. Once you get your mattress, they offer free local delivery on all purchases $6.99 and up. When you think sleep, think Mattress King. Preferred Seamless Gutters in Imlay City has been family-owned and operated since 1997. In-house employees, when you call Preferred, you get Preferred. At Preferred, they manufacture all components, making them the warehouse. This ensures prompt installation from Preferred's well-trained and courteous staff, serving St. Clair, Sanilac, Genesee, and northern Macomb counties. Give Melissa a call and she'll be happy to schedule a quote. No high-pressure sales, just great service from Preferred Seamless Gutters in Imlay City. Call 800-964-6613 today. Shopping for a vehicle the last two years has been frustrating for all of us. Inflated prices and misleading ads that waste your time and money. Look no further than Jepson Car Company. Located at 5277 Gratiot Avenue in St. Clair, Jepson Car Company is St. Clair County's most transparent dealership. At Jepson, the price you see on a vehicle is the price you pay. No hidden fees or misleading rebates. When you need your next vehicle, stop by Jepson Car Company today. If you're not listening to GetStuckOnSports.com, that's a personal foul. Your kids, your schools, your sports. All right. Welcome back, Dennis and uh, Brady. And uh, this is one of those things. When when we first started doing this, I wasn't too nuts about it. I've warmed up to it like everything else. So this takes me time. The playoff tier list, and this will this will be the first of three. We'll do one now. We'll do one in two weeks after week seven, and we'll do one once we have the playoff field announced. And the five tiers, so you have favorites to make it to Ford Field or the Superior Dome. That tier, you are either favored to win every matchup to get you there, or you're at worst, what would you say is fair, a th- within a three-point game? Yeah. Say it's a pick maybe a very slight underdog. So if you don't make it there, I don't want to say it's disappointing, but you're a hopeful, you're, you're pretty sure you can get there. 
Then you have hopeful to make it to Ford Field or the Superior Dome, which means in every game you have going along the way, you might not be the favorite, but you are a within a score of a team. Uh, so there's no game you look at and go, ah, damn, they're there. That you're within a touchdown of every game, and if you beat a, a good team, it's not this giant upset we might go, wow, that was a nice win. Think Marine City in Portland, where Marine City was probably the underdog going in, but they went in there and got the win, and we weren't like, oh, my God, that was such a surprising win. It was good job, got it done. Portland was surprised. Yeah, yeah, they were. <laughs> then there was the needs help category. And this is kind of the boogeyman tier. So think De La Salle. There's a team like that that is standing in your way that you're going to go, all right, we either need them to lose to somebody or we need to pull off the upset. That there is a team that is gung-ho on getting to the state finals that if they don't make a semifinal it will be a bad season and it will be not good times in that town then there's hey you're a playoff team you're you're probably making it in depending on the draw you might win a game I don't think they're making a winning a district title this year and then there's bubble teams you're on the bubble you, you can make the playoffs. I think there's a chance, but you still have more work to do in the regular season. All right, so we'll start with Ford Field favorites, and the first one's easy. It's ugly. I mean, they they seemingly have a standing reservation, at least in the semifinals. Right now, um, at least on Snooze to You, which changes and sometimes isn't great to use early in the season because playoff point it goes on if the playoffs started today, but... Teams that they would have to get through, again, the teams in the GTC East. New Lothrop might be a, t- a tough roadblock, but depending on how it's drawn, um, Ottawa Lake Whiteford's undefeated. There, there's a there's a southern uh, region that has some of those teams that have beat Ubley before, but they could very well go west like they did last year and have to go through a team like Iron Mountain or Beale City but even in those games, I don't think there's a game where Ubley's worse than like a three-point underdog. Yeah, no, I mean, they went through Iron Mountain last year. Um, and Beale City has always been a close game. Even even in the finals last year, what, they only lost by six Well, that was Ottawa Lake-Whiteford. Yeah. Yeah. That, yeah, so it's – there's not a team on here that I go, yeah, Ubley's not getting past them. And as of right now, Ubley would have a home field advantage until a regional final. Um, and that might change again as the year plays out because that's if they started right now. Yeah, uh, I I think Ubley has uh, as good a chance as anybody in the state to get deep into the playoffs and, and get back to Ford Field. They've been there twice in the last three years, and the year they didn't get there, they were a semifinalist that lost by five points. Right. Um, this, this is a, and this is a seasoned group of Bearcats who have been on this trip for the last three years. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, Ubley is definitely maybe the the best chance of any team in our area, even an eight-man, and I think we've got a couple of eight-man teams that have a chance. Well, you bring up eight-man, and right now I put Brown City in there as well. You look at the map. Martin graduated a lot. They're three and two right now. Uh, in their district or region, I guess, because they don't have districts because they have one less round. Kingston and Mayville are right there. Well, we know they're better than Kingston. They beat them by 18. We th- think they're going to prove it against Mayville. The only other team that right now that would be with them is either Carson City Crystal or uh, maybe a Merrill. But the way Brown City's handled business, there's no team I'm going to pick over them. Yeah. I mean, I don't Mendon, know what Merrill's like this year. Merrill was, Merrill's was four good and one the last right now, and their only loss is to Carson City Crystal by 15. So if you get by Carson City Crystal, or Merrill is right there as well. Um, Mendon's five and zero, oh, and that's a team that they could see in a semifinal. Um, and I don't know how good any of Mendon's opponents are. Bangor, C- Colon, Cologne, Bellevue, Athens, and Burr Oak. They play Adrian Lenaway Christian this week, so that would give a little more clarity to where that is. But, Dennis, I think Brown City has as good of a chance as anyone 
to make it to the Superior Dome and play for a state title. Yeah. I still like Ubley better. <laughs> well, and that's fair because Ubley's better. I mean, you know, I'm not saying that Brown City can't get there. They definitely can. I, I mean, I think they're that good. Um, we, we've talked about this. I thought they were the second best team last year. Right. The only team that could beat them was Martin. The only team that has beaten is Martin. And Martin's been an absolute wagon the last year. This year, they're not as good. So we'll see if Brown City can make that run. But right now, I don't see any game unless I just they just they have a trickier course. Do I think they're better than Kingston? Yeah, but do I like the idea of playing Kingston a second time? It's not particularly my favorite mm-hmm. thing, right? But hey, if you want to win a state title, those are things you have to yeah. do. But I don't think unless I'm severely underrating Menden to get to a final, I don't think they're a three point underdog in any game. No, no. So now we go to Ford Field hopefuls. So teams that I think have a good chance to make a run. Now, they'll have to win some tough games along the way, but it wouldn't be earth-shattering. I'm going to start with the Elmont Raiders. And I really, for me, it's one game for them. And it could come as early as the district final with Warren Collegiate. Everyone else on their side of the state, I think Elmont would have a very good chance against. But Warren Collegiate is really darn good. They beat Country Day this year. Uh, They beat some down teams, like Monroe St. Mary's is down. They beat them up. They beat Detroit Loyola, who's down. They just beat, who was undefeated, Detroit Edison, but they were, that was against some bad teams. But Warren Collegiate, I think, is the only team that Almont would be an underdog to, or at least not a pick And I think Almont, the way they've played this year, and especially if they beat Cross Lex on Friday, they are a hopeful right now. And if, if they continue to, to win games, they might be elevated to favorite. Yeah, I mean, a- ask me after the Cross Lex game because that's going to tell us a lot. Uh, even if they lose, if it's a game like it was with Armada where it's a close game, could have gone either way. If they get blown out, maybe a little, it, it would be a little harder to sell. But I agree uh, the, the problem for Elmont is they can't get Collegiate further down the road. No, they're almost certainly lined up with Collegiate unless they get pulled to, like, Saginaw and another team down in Detroit pops up. Um, but even if they don't get them further down the road, I think Elmont, especially at home, because right now they have the most playoff points – by a substantial margin in all of D6, I, I like them at home, and I think they would at least, if they're an underdog, they're not more than a touchdown underdog to collegiate. Yeah, and then my other problem is, is I really don't know a ton about uh, the, the other teams that they're up against. I mean, historically, Lansing Catholic is decent, but, but they've got would, a losing record But those would year. be teams that they wouldn't see until a semifinal. Yeah, so but, I mean, it's just, if we're talking about getting to Ford right. Field, I mean, they're, they're, there's going to be some tough You're games You're going to play a tough way, game in the semifinal no matter what. Obviously, yeah, if Collegiate and Almont land in the same district, they're going to play for the district title. and Maybe the state title. That, that's the big roadblock right there. Because there's not a lot of undefeateds in D6. There's Almont, there's E-Course, and there's Warren Collegiate. Yeah, and I was just looking at E-Course. Oh, the, they, the they other haven't, district They there. haven't played anybody. No, the, the nice part would be if Almont got through – um, collegiate, in all likelihood, their regional championship game would be a coronation of, hey, we're going to the semifinals. But I think Almont is a hopeful. I struggled with this one because there's some good teams in there. But I put Cross Lex as a hopeful as well because they're 5-0 and and they've dominated everyone they've played. Now, Goodrich is pretty darn good. They're in their district. Harper Woods is a team that people are telling me they might not have the best record, but they have dudes, and they're going to be a problem for anyone. And and then on the other side, I mean, there, you got teams like Chelsea. Um, I think Adrian's better, uh, Redford Union. But I didn't see a team that I looked and I went, man, Orchard Lake St. Mary's, really? Or, or Frankenmuth? Like, they're, they're just not in that division this year. 
Yeah, I still the the one team that I mean Country Days two and three. Yeah, the the team that puts a little bit of in me is Goodrich. Goodrich um, is because you the you probably one. you probably have to go on the road and. I don't know about the rest of their opponents, but Goodrich beat Frankenmuth. They did, and Goodrich plays Corona this week, and they're a team that's going to come up in a little bit. But those are two five and O teams that have been five and O pretty substantially. So that'll maybe move some teams up and down. But Goodrich would be the toughest one. But if Croslex can get by them, again, I think they would be a, a it would be a pretty darn good game between those two. But then after that. I think Croslex would be the favorite against a lot of teams. Again, Harper Woods is another team that is going to have athletes, and they're only three and two, but they lost to like Lake Orion and Southfield, two D one teams. You know, and it's just it's so hard to say anything negative about the Pioneers, just the way they've been steamrolling everybody. And that maybe someone in Goodrich is going, man, Croslex is just body slamming everyone, but they're going, ooh, they play Elmont, they're five and zero. Oh. We'll learn more this week about Croslex. Yeah. I have two more teams in here. We have to go back to eight-man, and I put Deckerville in here. Now, I didn't realize um, before the season started, but Deckerville dropped to eight-man D2. That makes the road a lot, lot easier because in their region, they'd have to get through a team like Akron, Fairgrove, or All Saints, a team, teams in the stripes, and teams that I think Deckerville is significantly better than um, I don't know what Fulton is, but I'm going to just give the benefit of the doubt to Deckerville. The one team that would worry me a lot just because of how good they've been historically is Adrian Lenaway Christian. But depending on where that game is, that could be a long trip for, for one of them. I don't think Deckerville would be a huge underdog to Lenaway Christian. No. Um, I, yeah, I was, I was just looking at it. Uh, I mean, if this – was their district what snooze to you has um deckerville's in the semifinals right like they don't even need to play these games i was just looking at fulton's record the only good team they played just beat them right so Um, and they're they're not deckerville's not losing look akron fairgrove and bay city all saints are having great years they're nice teams in the stripes what but they're not big boys they're they're not going to beat deckerville and then you're right on the other side Climax Scotts and Pittsburgh are, or Pittsburgh are both five and all, but I don't know a lot about them. Lenaway Christian, though, in Portland, St. Patrick, those are teams that routinely make the playoffs and you know are are, the are, are a threat mm-hmm. at least. So yeah, I, I think Deckerville's not really challenged until the semifinals, and I think they would have a chance. To win a semifinal game. Especially eight-man semifinal games are on campus, right? They don't do neutral site. I I think it depends on travel. Brown City went to Martin for the semifinal. So if you get that game in Deckerville, especially if you get that game at home. And I had a fourth team in here. I put the Port Huron High Redhawks in here. And this is a spot where Port Huron High hasn't been for a long time because they've been in D2. And De La Salle, if they weren't in their district, were in their region. And you knew that there was that boogeyman waiting for you. Maybe it's one game and maybe it's three, but that boogeyman's there. Not this year. And you go, well, I know there's some good teams in D3. Yeah, but they're kind of down this year. Hey, Brother Rice is usually a factor in D3. Their season's dead. They are done out of it. They are not a good team. They aren't losing. They are getting beat up. Brother Rice just isn't there that this year. And then Detroit King, who has been routinely running D3, has an off chance to miss. I won't say an off, about a 50-50 shot right now to miss the playoffs. So they're going to beat two more bad PSL teams, and then they're going to have the PSL championship with Cas Tech, a team they lost to already. And then in week nine, they play Cincinnati St. Moeller, Cincinnati Moeller, which is one of the premier high school teams in the country. They ain't winning that game. Dante Moore's gone, and they haven't found a replacement for him. King's still good. Don't get me wrong. They are still a damn good football team and probably better than a lot of teams that will make the playoffs in D3. But even if they do, this this Port Huron team, I think, could go toe-to-toe with them and make it a game. And now for the teams that are in the playoffs, 
Dennis, the biggest hurdle between Port Huron High and a semifinal right now is Auburn Hills Avondale. And this is a team that beat Warren Cousineau 21 to 10. A team that beat an Oak Park team 25 to 20. This Avondale team doesn't scare me. And they had a three point win over Ortonville Brandon. Right. So this isn't an Avondale team that's going out and beating Cas Tech. Isn't going out and beating uh, Catholic Central. Port Huron, I think, could have, could finally get a little bit of that that karma pendulum to swing back, and give them a good draw. And they might not play a team, a tough, tough, tough team till a semifinal. The only other team on their side of the state, well, there's two that worry me. Three, actually, excuse me. Um, Wald Lake Western's pretty good this year. I know Mason's pretty good. That's a team, that's a program we don't talk about a lot, but they're getting a lot of love. And Jackson Parma Western's a pretty good team this year. The good news, those three would beat each other up, and you'd only have to play one of them. Yeah, I mean, I just, um, I'd, I'd still be, I know they don't look as strong as this year, but DeWitt's a name. But again, those are going to be teams that are probably not in your in your region, so you'd have to get through one of them. Yeah, I just I do I do think that the Red Hawks can get to the regional. I do think they can win the regional. I'm just kind of looking at the semifinal and going. The semifinal is going to be a tough. Yeah, whoever wins that no, game deserves gonna, it. They're not going to walk to the Ford Field, but any of those teams they match up with, the way they're playing, I go, yeah, they're probably it's probably within a touchdown. And depending on, that would be a neutral site game. But none of those teams just make me tremble in my boots. Again, I know Mason's had a pretty good year. They beat up DeWitt. Um, Parma Western, that's a place we've been to. Nice, nice field. Uh, they beat Country Day. But again, what is Country Day? Uh, they beat Divine Child. But there's not a lot of, the south part of the state doesn't have a ton of really, really good teams. And they've been beating up the bad teams doing what they're supposed to. But Port Huron High is a team right now that I think has as smooth, I don't want to say smooth, as clear of a road as they've had ever to get to Ford Field. Certainly in a long, long time. Right. Because there's the boogeyman's in D2 and you're in D3. And this is why when those... uh, the enrollments were announced in like April or whatever that we made a big deal about it for this reason, for this reason right here. So those are my four hopefuls. Did I overrate anyone? Did I underrate anyone? No, I don't think so. I mean, I, I, I think it's a fair assessment so far with what's mapped out. I'm still a little leery that King might find but a way to if, sneak but in. Again, even if they do, they're not this unstoppable force this year. They are a human team. That while PH might be the underdog too, especially if it's at Memorial Stadium, they have a fighting chance to go toe to toe and knock him off. Yeah, they're still king until right. you until you beat him. I gotta respect. Him. But and the other thing, it's just a different uniform. It ain't De La Salle. Been a long time since PH has played king. That does make a, a difference. All right, now to the needs help or boogeyman uh, tier. We'll start Cardinal Mooney, and simply it's ugly. I'll throw Harbor Beach in there too. I think those are two pretty darn good football teams. And I think if Ubley was wiped off the face of the earth and they didn't exist, they both those teams you'd be looking at and going, yeah, they might make a semifinal and then we'll see. But Ubley's there and Ubley's the boogeyman to both those teams. Um, and I like them both. They might match up in the first round. But Ubley's there and I'm not going to pick either of those teams to beat Ubley. Yeah, no, that that's Mooney's problem is actually they need to kind of get away from that district and go someplace else um, because they're looking at either a rematch with Beach or having to face Ubley in the first game of the playoffs or maybe even a rematch with Marlette, who they played last year, right. um, which I actually think would is their best chance. Well, remember last year they pulled Ubley and Harbor Beach to Saginaw. Yeah. And that made a big difference yeah but uh the, the way this the way this shapes out if they get in there it, it would be you're, you're i i'm just being honest your best hope is you win one playoff game yeah cause, uh, i mean we are a pro ugly podcast yes we are in d7 good i put sandusky in the needs help 
And that's because of Millington. Millington has been kicking ass and taking names so far this year. And they had their first close game last week. And it looks like they're going to continue. I think Sandusky's a nice story. I think they're good. If they win even one of the next two games they play, they might get elevated. But Sandusky is going to need some help if they want to get and get out of their district and make a deep run. Yeah, and then even having to go, like if they have to go to Cass City, that makes that a tougher game. I know like Cass City's been beating up on some bad teams so far this year, but I still think they're a pretty solid football team. And they're going to play Ubley in a couple of weeks, so we'll really find out what kind of a football team Cass will have that Ubley game to compare. How does Sandusky do against Ubley? How close do they keep it? How close does Cass City keep it? And that might give you a better idea going into that game. All right, so this next one I'm kind of cheating a little bit because they're going to be in the same district, and I don't know who I'd pick in this game right now, but both Richmond and Marine City. So basically the winner of whoever gets out of there, and we might see some other local teams in there, but Corona. Corona has been unbelievable this year. They have just body slammed everyone they've played, and they don't look like they're slowing down. Now, as we mentioned earlier in the segment, they're playing Goodrich this week. If they beat up Goodrich, oh boy, are they looking like they're going to be tough to handle. And even if someone beats Corona in what their likely district would be, then you either have Notre Dame Prep or Flint Hamity, both are undefeated right and now. And I'm not going to say anything bad about Flint Hamity ever again. Notre Dame, I, I just looked at it. They haven't played anybody again this year. But well, I, after Dame what they Prep did last year. is unbeaten. They beat Country Day 40 to nothing. They beat a 4-1 and Lutheran North team 49-9. Notre Dame Prep is looking like they are a pretty damn good football team. Yeah. I just, I'm, I'm looking at this district. If, this, if these are the four teams in the district, Marine City, Armada, Richmond, and Lutheran North. To me, any of the four teams can come out of there. Yep. Any of them. Yep. Armada's got the worst record, but they've beaten Marine City two years in a row, including earlier this year. Right. So it's no slam dunk for – I think Marine City actually would be a favorite in a rematch. Is that – can you say that when they lost by 20 let's, points the let, first Let's time? wait to see what happens <laughs> the next few weeks. Um, but, yeah, that would be. But, I mean, uh, Marine City could win that. Armada could win that. Richmond could win that. And I, Lutheran North, in my opinion, could win that too. All right. So those are the four, the five, excuse me, teams that need help in the boogeyman tier. Was that too harsh on any of those teams? Or, or did I overrate maybe some of the boogeymen out there? No, I mean, I, I think that's a, a pretty fair assessment. Uh, again, it, it's hard to argue what Corona's done this year. Uh, I mean, they, they, they gave up more points to Lake Fenton in week five than they'd given up the first four weeks of the season, and they only gave up 17 points, and they won by 31 or 32. Right. So this is the you're, – you're a solid playoff team. You're in the playoffs, and depending on the draw, you might get a win or two, but it's going to be tough. And I'm going to start with a team that struggled this week, but even if they won this week, they might still be in this tier, Port here on Northern. And unless you get pulled to Saginaw, which is a possibility this year that you could be in a district with Saginaw Heritage and Midland or East Lansing or something like that. Right now, you're projected to be in a district with De La Salle and Roseville. I'm sorry. Good night. I'm sorry. That's going to be an unbelievably tough task in front of you. Yeah, this this is the wrong week to ask me about, to ask me, can the Huskies pull off the big upset win? Not after I watched watched them this week and, and I know that's not fair but no I mean we've been watching this for how many years neither PHN or PH has been able to get by De La Salle and Roseville has come up to Memorial Stadium and smoked both of our teams mm-hmm. uh, including the last time they played Northern it was 40 something to two or whatever it was. Actually, PH has won the last meeting because they haven't met in the regular season since that game, right? Since the game they went down there and won like 21 20. I thought Roseville came up and beat him in, or maybe not. Um, but they definitely came and they beat 
Northern right. Northern got a, got a safety, and then it was like 40 to 2 was the final score. Um, and De La Salle, year in and year out. One year, I think Northern played them to a 21 to 3 game, but. Yeah, that was like an 18 or something. That that was as, as close as it was, and Northern never really threatened in that game to actually win the game. Yeah, so Northern's going to have a tough draw. In D4, I put both Marysville and North Branch. North Branch, I think, can elevate. Um, they have a chance to prove it, and it starts this week. Marysville, man. It, part of me goes, wow, that defense is real, and part of me goes, that offense is going to have to score against a, a good team for me to think you can win multiple playoff games, especially when you're probably going to be in a district with any combination of Goodrich, Cross, Lex, Harper, Woods, Country Day. That's going to make it tough. Marysville is not in a good spot, much like Northern and high before this year, has gotten just terrible draws. Marysville's right there with them. And I think Marysville and North Branch are both, they're going to be in the playoffs. I feel very confident in saying that. But win a game, I'll need to see more from them. Well, yeah, if your draws are going to Goodrich and going to Croswell or, like you said, going to Harper Woods, maybe you could get a home game against Country Day. But... Or maybe you get a rematch with Lamphere, depending yeah. on how it works out. But I I need to see more from those. And then the last one is Marlette. I like them. I like the Red Raiders. But the three teams projected to be in their district, they've all lost to the last time they played them. So, I, I like them. I just don't see how they'd win two playoff games. And I don't see how they can escape being, Unless at least it, with Ubley and Harbor Beach, well, I don't see how they can escape It happened last year that. when they took them and Mooney South because they wanted to take Beach and Ubley West. Um, but that's the last one. And then the two bubble teams, I think Armada's a good team, but right now they're a bubble team. They have not, since the Marine City win, they've not beaten a, a winning team. And they need, they're going to get back to 500 this week, but they're going to have to do a lot of proving in the next, the last few weeks of the season for me to put them solidly as a playoff team. Because if, if they lose out after the Algonac game, if they go to three and six, they're not making it in. And North Branch, Richmond, and Corona, none of those are slam dunk victories. No, they got to go to North Branch. Richmond, they get at home, but th- that's you think you don't think Richmond for... remembers that they've lost the last like four meetings of this rivalry, one that they used to routinely dominate. That it was just paperwork for them to get by Armada. Yeah, I think Richmond is uh, sur- has week eight circled, and then at Corona. So I mean, a couple of road games. I, I agree, they're going to get healthy against Algonac and get to three and three. But the last three games, they're, they're going to have to do something. I think one win will get them in. After the Algonac game. But, yes. I, but I'd feel more comfortable if they won two of those games. And then Yale's kind of in the same spot. Yale right now wouldn't be in the playoffs. Uh, they're two and three. They have MLA City and Algonac coming up, so they'll probably get two more wins. But they probably have to win one against Almond or Schwartz Creek. Yeah, I, I think so. Like uh, I definitely think they're going to go into week eight with a four and three record. The the question is will they come out of week nine with a five and four record or a four and five record? Yep. And Yale's a, is a solid bubble team. So all right, those are the five tiers. Dennis, is there anything I, I miss? Any team you thought I, I misplaced? No, I, I think you've got everybody right where they, they should be. The question is, is where do you have everybody in your top ten and are they where they need to be? Um, and uh, the the top ten will be coming up uh, in our last uh, segment, and pretty much what I said last week in, in my top five, nothing changed. But in my bottom five, we had quite a bit of movement. So, all right, let's let's get to it. Let's do that when we come back in just a moment. Brady Beaton here again to tell you about TP Logos. TP Logos has everything you could want when it comes to local high school apparel. Head to their store at 901 Michigan Avenue in Marysville and check out their brand new extended showroom. Their already impressive selection has now doubled. I guarantee if you go into TP Logos, you will find something you love for your local team. If they don't have what you like, they'll custom make something just for you. That's TP Logos at 901 Michigan Avenue in Marysville. 
Fransic Water Conditioning, your authorized independent Connecticut dealer, wants you to get the ball rolling to better living through better water. It's good to know you have someone in your corner with a full line of whole house and at-the-sink filtering systems. Call 800-848-5150 to schedule your free in-home water analysis and plumbing audit. The best quality water is within reach with Fransic Water Conditioning and Connecticut. Call us at 800-848-5150. Overhead Door Company of St. Clair County has been serving the community for over 30 years. Located at 5400 Lapeer Road in Kimball, Overhead Doors are the premier choice for durability, serviceability, and hassle-free performance for commercial and industrial doors. Overhead Doors boasts a complete selection of performance and safety-tested commercial and industrial upward-acting doors and manufacture a wide array of styles to meet your needs. Overhead Door Company of St. Clair County, 5400 Lapeer Road in Kimball, call 810 Hello, this is Tim Sheridan, owner of Sheridan Real Estate and Insurance in Lexington, a family tradition that started back in 1925 with Grandpa Sheridan. Promoting trust, care, and excellence, Sheridan is dedicated to understanding and taking care of all your needs. Respected throughout the community and dedicated, Sheridan is a proud supporter of local activities like high school athletics. For all your real estate and insurance needs, please go to our website at SheridanAgency.com. If you're not listening to GetStuckOnSports.com, that's a personal foul. Your kids, your schools, your sports. All right. Welcome back. Time to do the uh, the top tens. Uh, and uh, you want to start or you want me to start? I'll start. Okay. Marysville at 10. You got Marysville at 10. I don't know how to feel coming out of that. I, again, I'm trying to figure out what that game told me. It was Marine City just really unlucky and still got a three score win, or did Marysville bleep down their leg and Marine City took advantage of it? I really don't know. I know, I know, I think Marysville's defense is good because, again, only one of those fumbles or turnovers, I think, was down the field where it's like, uh-oh, Marine City's driving, and they just dropped the ball. The rest, I think Marysville's defense bowed up when they needed to, but with the offense the way it showed, I can't put them any higher than 10. They didn't really threaten at all, so Marysville's my number 10 team. All right, well, I've got Northern at number 10, and I guess my only thing is is that Thirty-four to nothing just felt worse than seventeen to nothing. And here's the thing: I have Northern at nine. I think it's you saw Northern lose bad. I saw Marysville lose kind of bad. And the eye test, what you see in person, you just put more stock in because you know what you saw. And I think that's why we have this this flipped. I'm assuming. Yeah, I got Marysville at nine. All right, let's see if we agree here. Number eight, North Branch. Yes, uh, I I was I know they were playing uh, Elginac, but I was impressed with North Branch. And they've competed in their two losses. Um, again, week one with new coach, basically brand new offense. I'll give you the mulligan. And you were 60 seconds away from beating Almont. Not a moral victory, but it's enough to get you to number eight in my rankings. Yeah. So you also had North Branch. I also had North Branch have at, at seven. I've got Harbor Beach at seven. It's not as much fun when we agree. I have Beach at seven. <laughs> they win. They're four and one. They're pretty darn good. And they uh, beat a good Marlette team, and they bounced back from a drubbing the week before from Upley. Yes. And so they – There was no feeling sorry for themselves. And it wasn't a, a last-second victory. They won by multiple scores. Yeah. So I think Beach deserves this. And they just keep climbing up. Dennis, every time we ask this team to do something, they I think they passed every test. Richmond, the one loss, we said, hey, you know what? Go there and be competitive with Croslex. Well, what did they do? They went there and were competitive with Croslex. I can't I can't fault Richmond for anything they've done. They, they, they drubbed Yale, and now they have a big show-me game this week. Now, unfortunately for them, a win over North Branch, if it moves you up, it probably doesn't move you up a lot. So they're they're starting to feel how tightly it's packed at the top, but Richmond at six for me. They would certainly instill more confidence um, in, 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 in the way I feel about Richmond if they could beat North Branch this week. Mm-hmm. That, that would be a big deal to me. I've got Richmond at number six. 
but I'm still waiting for the show me win. Right, and this is kind of a big game for both Richmond and North Branch. And it, it mirrors the Croslex almont game in a way that Richmond is sitting there going, all right, take care of business against North Branch. Let's go, Almont. We get a shot at Almont. If Almont beats Croslex, Richmond controls their own destiny to win a BWAC title. Yep. But if you're North Branch, you're going, all right, let's take care of business against Richmond. Let's go, Croslex. <laughs> we get a shot at the Pioneers in yep. Week 8. We control our own destiny if Almont wins. So either way, one of these two teams, if I guess not either way, but it could work out where the winner of this game controls their own destiny to get at least a share of the uh, BWAC title. And that's something that I don't think before the season, if I told you Richmond and North Branch were heading into week seven and one of them was going to have a ch- shot at a league title, you'd have said, Brady, what are you smoking? Yeah. Well, I'd still ask that anyways. <laughs> but um, number five, uh, Marine City, after their yep. 17 nothing win, kind of solidified their spot. Yeah, and they, they did it with uh, – playing very poorly offensively but none of the teams above them they deserve to jump but they, they moved up for me to the five Scott because remember they were six northern lost they slotted up one more they're four and one and since that lost to Armada they've they've improved a lot this is a much improved Marine City team they've given up 23 points and 20 of them came in one game I'd say that's good Yes. I think that's good. Yes. I, I would have liked to have moved Almont up further. The problem is, is the three teams in front of them just keep crushing people. So Almont, though, is firmly my number four team after their comeback win over Armada. Yeah, I tried to do like look at all the resumes and go, okay, who has the most quality wins up here? And really every team has like one and a half to two good wins. And with Almont, they have the North Branch win, which is pretty good. And I still think the Armado win is good, even though they're 2-3. and three. Dennis, we both have seen that team play. They have talent on there. They just need to figure out how to win. But Almont stays at 4 for me, too. And the Raiders have more than impressed me this year. Uh, and I know it was Memphis, but I'm not going to punish Ubley for winning 63 to nothing With a backup quarterback. With a backup quarterback in. Yeah, Ubley, yeah. It, uh, it's the Ubley spot. Yay, Ubley. Can you hit the the applause meter for Ubley? This one? Yeah, it's Ubley. Claps around for Ubley. Um, (laughs) And despite their big win against a rival, Port Huron stays at two because number one, Cross Lex, had a big win against a rival. And again, talk about the big wins. Ubley had Mark. Has Marlette and Beach and Everest, really. Again, you could make a case for Ubley being number one pound for pound. Port Huron has Mott. They have Port Huron Northern. Cross Lex has Armada. They have Yale. And really, Richmond is their second yeah. best win right now. Um, you could argue it's their best win uh, of the year. So, And at the time they played Swan Valley, I know Swan Valley is down, but we, they we had played them going into week one and Swan Valley. You, you yeah, see Swan, that name and you go, oh, they're playing Swan a good Swan Valley's team. two and three, and their only yeah. wins are against bad teams. Bad teams, yeah. So that one... Is we maybe overhyped that win a little bit, but Croslex has done more than back it up. But remember, it was what thirty-seven to seven, and they just said screw they, yeah, it. They, they didn't over. even finish the first half. I don't think. No, and that game would have been sixty to seven. Easily, and it's still not their worst offensive output. <laughs> and they've played twenty minutes of football, so pretty boring top ten this week. But there's going to be some shakeup next week for sure. Croslex is one for both of us. Port Huron's two, Ubley's three, Almont four, Marine City five, Richmond six, Beach seven, North Branch eight, and then Dennis and I, the only place where we differentiate. Northern is nine for me. He's 10 for Dennis. Marysville is nine for me. They're 10 10, for for you. Nine for Dennis, 10 for me. That's it. We just flipped Northern and Marysville is all. So we had the same 10 teams. As different as we were early in the season, we're kind of coming – to an agreement, at least for now. Yeah, and and I want to give some honor. I, we never do honorable mentions, but I want to give votes. I want to give Mooney honorable mention for their three wins in a row. They're on the cusp. I want to find I'll a way a to deal. get him in. And and if I'll they, drop if, Marysville and move you in if you beat Everest. Well, it, it'll it, it'll depend for me how you know if somebody. In the bottom five, loses. Or if somebody in the top ten loses. Richmond or North Branch are going to lose. Yeah, but it's hard to punish 
the loser of that game by saying you're out and somebody else is in when you're losing to another right. top-notch team that, like, you're very close in the rankings to each other. Now, if you get blown out, right. say somebody beats the other team 45 to nothing and Mooney goes to Everest and they win big, then, yeah, that, that might be the case. But, right. Uh, I, I, I'd like to give Mooney some props. If we had ties, I'd probably have him tied at 10th right now. Gotcha. So not a whole lot on today's show, but Thursday will be a fun one. Um, it'll be, I think it'll be a fun show as we get ready for a big, big, uh, couple of games in the BWAC as we do every week. And Mooney is trying to solidify themselves near the top of the, or at the top of the intersectional two. Yeah, that, that, that's a huge game. There's, there's actually probably four or five huge games. It's just that in my mind, I've already got in a couple of them decided who's going to win. <laughs> right. <laughs> So, uh, keeping keeping at uh, that, um, we'll we'll get more in depth into this week's matchups on the next program. You got anything else? I've got nothing else. See you guys Thursday. From Port Huron to Marysville and St. Clair to Marine City, the Blue Water area is stuck on sports.